it's a goal of our family to not be busy, and it's a battle. I mean, it's a battle to our and to feel like the obligations of, I got to meet with this family, and do I, you know, buy these gifts and all that. So it's, it's been exciting that, that we have actually um, joined with our brothers and sisters around the world with the Advent series, because that gets, it helps me get my heart aligned with thinking of Jesus the whole time. So every week we're talking about um, one of the attributes of God, one of the uh, a focus of Advent. And uh, we heard Bob teach about the power of hope, and uh, it can break in to your life, but first you have to be aware that you need it. And then uh, Paige talked about peace. And peace can be the same way. It can break in, and it can be peace that surpasses our understanding. It's beyond, it doesn't make sense when you have peace in some of the worst circumstances. And God does it in different ways than we would uh, expect. And this is our third Sunday of Advent, so our theme is joy. So we have the definition of joy from a Bible dictionary. It says it's a state of mind and an orientation of the heart. It's a settled state of contentment, confidence, and hope. I like that. Because it's deeper than just happiness. You know, when we hear joy sometimes, oh, joy, that's the Christian word for happiness. And it's, it's deeper than that. It's down to the core of who you are. You're different So I got to be honest, it's, it's funny, I was picked, you know, when we, uh, we had our meeting to pick who done what sermon, we always do that, we, we go through, who's going to be, who's going to do this one, who's going to do that one, and it was like, well, Paige, she has a very profound experience of peace coming to her that she, she can tell you that story sometime about when the Prince of Peace showed up, it was like whoosh, and from then on, if she's like, I need peace right now, she just meets with God and it happens. And so she knew, she's like, peace has got to be me. But then she pointed to me and, you got to be joy, you know. And that was because I have joy. So if, if you haven't met me, yeah. But it's kind of funny when, when something like, I mean, I really, I, ha- I do have a connection with joy. But that actually makes it kind of more difficult for me to prepare because I never want to come across, um, this is what I've received, so this is what God's, you know, got for you, so now uh, pick yourself up by the bootstraps and have joy and now you're good. You know, we don't want to come across that way because we're not that way. Yeah, that's not... That's not my goal, and if I ever come across where I like, this is my story here, if I got to pray for someone and they had joy, boom, God showed up. It's not my show-off-me story at all. It's a neat moment that God showed off, and I was just fortunate and blessed that he let me be a part of it. And joy has impacted me. But it's also a, it's also a daily growth for me. I got to have joy last night. I got to show off my joy last night. Uh, we have a kid's Christmas 
party at my work, and I got to be the picture taker of kids sitting on Santa's lap and all that. And all the parents come up there, and I'm trying to get the kids engaged. Uh, the ones that are they're immediately trying to peel away, that Santa looks scary or whatever. I'm like, I'm instructing the parents how to come around, sneak around the back over here holding the kid and turning, and we got Santa and the kid in it, but the kid don't know, you know. So anyway, it was a, it was a neat moment that I, I'd take a picture, and then I'd show them. And they're like, yeah, that's a great picture. Thank you so much. And it was just, I felt the Holy Spirit on me all night. And this is at work. Um, and I don't always feel the Holy Spirit on me all day at work. So, uh, so just throwing that out there. Um, but the thing about joy and about any, any of these things we're trying to teach, we're talking about, they're an attribute of God and he's given them as a gift to you. And he's given them as a weapon and, and something to, to help you get through this life, through the struggles. So it's like God's never condemning you, so I'm not condemning you. You know, if you don't have joy right now, God's like, I'm mad at you. You don't have joy. He's not like that, you know, but he don't want you to stay there either. He's wanting to lift you up. It's not to pick up by the bootstraps and I'm fine now. No, it's not, it's not fake and it's... It's not as cheesy as you just need Jesus. Yes, you just need Jesus, but it's walking it out. But I just had to share that. This has been, you know, and the enemy's battling me, and he don't want me to come up here and, uh, and bless you. He don't want that. He wants to rob me of that and rob you. But I'm here to share joy. So we're going to dive into it. So let's go to the, the Christmas story. You know, where and uh, Paige had the cool Charlie Brown preached that last week, where you know he told that little Christmas story. So we're going to go to Luke two, ten. So to set it up, the shepherds were out watching their flocks, and boom, an angel showed up. And like always in the Bible, when an angel showed up, it scares the daylights out of everybody. So because they're impressive, and it's obviously a supernatural being. So. I want to see an angel. I really do. I want this experience. So pray for me that I get to get this. But so an angel showed up, and in ten, uh, but the angel said to them, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people." So to get right in on your, if you're going to take notes, uh, the first point would be joy is a sign of the kingdom of God. So the kingdom broke in this moment, obviously. Uh, God invited angels to break into that moment, so that's a pretty big deal too. Well, the kingdom broke in. Jesus broke in. He's born, so the kingdom, that was the beginning of the kingdom breaking in and setting a new earth, setting a new way everything works now. And in that moment, Joy showed up, and, and they mentioned it. It's going to be joy for all the people, and that you're all the people. It's for us. Joy was a sign to them that the kingdom was here, and the kingdom is now. And that's the exciting part. And why is that? <laughs> because joy is who God is in a... Galatians 5, starting in verse 22, um, it is called the fruit of the Spirit is how it is phrased there. 
So fruit means a couple things. I mean, fruit growing on a tree is obviously something that happens because of the entity of that tree. It produces fruit. It's what it's made to do. Well, the fruit of the Spirit is the Spirit being here with you. Those things just show up because that is who God is. That is who the Spirit is. He is love. He is joy. He is peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. But I would like to preach about all those today for an hour and a half, but instead, I'm only going to preach about joy. So, <clears throat> just remember that when the Spirit of God shows up, whenever, when there's a kingdom in breaking that we're talking about here, all of these attributes are present. And they're powerful. It says against such things there is no law. It's like nothing can conquer the spirit of God's attributes. They have power on them. The joy that showed up had power. Again, verse 10 of Luke 2. It said, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. So then the shepherds say, well, that's nice. I'll remember this joy thing. And they walked off, right? Is that how it went? No. There, it, just, it wasn't a mental note. Oh, joy, that's good. I remember it. And that's, that's not how any of this works with God. It's not for us to have a good mental memory of it. It's not for us to have a lot of thoughts about it. And I think about joy. It had power on it. I mean, and then a host of angels. I mean, heaven broke open, and a host, I don't know what a host of angels is or whatever, or a heavenly host, and boom, is this, I mean, this inbreaking, but it had power. You know it changed their lives. They didn't just say, oh, let's talk about joy. They went, and they found Jesus, and then they went and told everyone, and then they went to Jesus again. They were like, ah, you know, my life's different now. And that's how God's inbreaking of the kingdom does. That's what it's designed to do. We receive it, and it hits us, and it changes us. When Jesus' joy shows up, it, you know, it physically changes the reality. It changes the atmosphere. Okay, so I'm going to do two joy tests. Number one, okay, I want everyone to uh, focus on get a straight face, no smile. Look at your neighbor and say, I have joy. Just no smiling. Oh, yeah, no smiling. Not really. So anyway, um, it's kind of hard to say that. I have joy with a straight face. <clears throat> I have a niece, uh, or a, a one-year-old niece, that was recently giving, given pasta this week for the first time, and I was told I had permission to share. So here's a picture of my niece with pasta, and this is what joy um, really looks like. I got to see it. Ah, yes, that's... That's joy that changed her life, it looks like. I mean, that, I kind of feel that way about pasta myself, too. Like, Marie made some good spaghetti this week, and I was like, mm. I didn't look like that, I promise you. And the beard is clean, so. Okay, let's go back to serious. Let's go back to the Bible again. So uh, <laughs> the, the original text here, again, Luke 2.10 do not be afraid, I will bring you, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. So the second point on, on your notes would be that joy comes with the good news. 
Joy is going to accompany the good news. It's built in it because the good news is Jesus. He is God with us. He shows us that God is for us. Jesus wanted so that his disciples would grasp the understanding of joy when he was teaching everything. One of the last teachings he had is John 15, where at the beginning of John 15, he's, he says, I'm, I'm the vine, you're the branches, you know, and he's like, he's like, the way I'm connected with the Father, abide with him, is, is unity. It's completely one, it's connected. And he's like, I want you to have that too. In verse 10, he says, if you keep my commands, you'll remain in my love. Some versions say abide in my love. It means you're connected with me always. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Complete. He wants us to have complete joy. Now, John, this, it's kind of cool. He kind of cheated. I guess he copied off of him. He didn't, he didn't plagiarize, not really. He, he had it embedded in him. John um, wrote later on in 1 John 1, 3, we co- proclaim to you that we have, what we have seen and heard, which is he's talking about Jesus and that good news, so that you also may have fellowship with us and Our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. That's abiding. We write this to make our joy complete. And He didn't just say your joy complete because He needs it too. It's not just His joy or, you know, your joy. It's like our, this makes our joy complete. He, He wanted to bring that point home also. John heard it from Jesus. He learned it. He lived it. Now he's teaching it. Why is it important to have complete joy? So the the third point on your outline would be joy empowers us to become overcomers like Jesus. And that's the goal. That's the point. Joy is an attribute of God, like I said, that is a weapon against the enemy. And this weapon can make you and I an overcomer like Jesus. So when the enemy moves in our circumstances, uh, we're immediately tempted to move in a negative emotion, right? I mean, isn't that you? I mean, that's me. Uh, We complain about our emotions with others. And the problem with this is in the spiritual realm, when you start doing it this way, when I start doing it this way, participating and... um, Moving in a negative emotion or a thought, I actually empower the enemy against me. It empowers him against us. I had a, uh, I work at the distribution center as a manager. And uh, a time back, we had new management come in, upper management, and they changed things. And um, some of the stuff was kind of frustrating. Some of the stuff I tried to talk to some upper management about, and I didn't feel heard. (laughs) It felt very negative. It felt like a very, and, um, and I didn't feel very empowered, so 
what did I do? Uh, I started sharing that with my coworkers, you know. We're all complaining about the negative stuff that's going on at this place, you know. How negative, you know, how terrible. And, um, and the enemy would want you to feel like that's a release and that's good for you to, to just join that negative emotion and just do this. But what actually happens is it, you've joined him in oppressing you. Not only does it oppress you, but at my work, it, was, it, it spread like cancer over the whole building. Where the whole thing, it, it was like a dark cloud over the building. It was horrendous. And I could feel it. I mean, it was like an, the enemy, what he does, he, he, he has no power to create, right? God has the power to create. Out of nowhere, he can just speak it, and it is. He creates. The enemy cannot. He does not have that type of power. So all he can do is take the good thing and twist it a little bit and say, here you go. And he turns it into something bad. And, that, and that's how it was there. It was funny. The upper management tried to do positive things at the same time, and no matter what, it was all turned into negative. They gave us food. Well, they didn't have enough barbecue sauce or the kind I like. You know, I mean, it's like you get a free meal at every job you have. No, we got a free meal, and people could turn into negative everything. You know, I got to, you know, someone's like gets to play this little game because we were safe for so long, and you get a, a roll, and you might get a day off with pay. Well, I only got a half day off with pay. You know, this place sucks. You know, <laughs> that's how it was. It's like the negatives is like, ugh. And I joined in it for a while. And I'm probably not the only one that's found themselves in a circumstance like that. Well, let's see how Jesus handled things. So Hebrews 12. So Hebrews 12, right here, 12 to, it's, it's starting with the understanding of this moment where if you remember, Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane before he was going to be taken, you know, to the authorities and killed, he was praying, and he knew the time was coming, and he knew he was going to be turned over that night, right away. He, you know, he had a time, and he asked some disciples to come there and pray with him, and when he was praying, the anguish on him, he, he told them, he said, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. So he felt, he felt like dying right there, like he was dying inside, just anguish. It says he was deeply distressed and troubled. So we're not the only ones. Jesus has, he experienced that, that, that anguish. But in Hebrews 12, 2, I, the very first part, fixing our eyes on Jesus, it says. So you got to pause there. That's the, wise, the most wise counsel we have right now for any of this that I'm talking about. For any of these things we have to go through in life, the wise counsel is fix your eyes on Jesus. It says, fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So this is a verse for you and me about joy so we don't grow weary and lose heart. Joy got Jesus through the worst circumstance of his life. 
So he moved. It was a weapon that moved in the opposite of fear. So it's whatever the enemy tries to throw at you, you want to move in the opposite spirit, which in this case is joy. It's like the joy. And, who, and what was the joy set before him? This joy set before him is you. It's said in Revelation that he's going to see people from every tribe, tongue, nation, and it's going to be more than, he can, more than you can see with your eyes of, of how far that group goes. And that was, that's, that was his joy. You are his joy. I like in 1 Thessalonians 2.20, it, it's, um, Paul's is writing a letter, and he said, you are my joy. And he's like, he feels that, and that's how I feel about you guys. It's joy to minister. It's joy to, to care for other people. I want to be like Jesus. I want to have that strength, that, that joy to be able to get me through the tough times. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's what we're going for here. So I am going back to my story. So I was going to a life group at the time that I was going through that at work, and I came to the life group and I said, um, I'm figuring out this is not good for me. I mean, this is draining me. I'm feeling pretty yucky at work. And that's not what God has for me. I'm like, so pray for me. They prayed for me. And I immediately, I felt a powerful change in me where, I mean, God, that, this is the inbreaking of joy where it hit me and it did. The joy just started pushing the darkness back where I didn't have to like, live under this cloud where I walked because it was affecting me where I felt clouded all the time. And he broke in. But then I had to walk it out. It's not instant. The instant is God does something in your heart and he clears the junk out. That's the thing we're talking about here. When the inbreaking comes, the power comes, it clears some junk out that, you, that I have allowed to cloud my heart. He breaks that off, but now I have to walk it out. So I had to go to work and when someone tried to be negative, I'd try to, have to, I'd try to be positive. And I'm praying, God... Help me here. And I have to, and this is a daily prayer now because I can still catch myself getting sucked into these conversations where I want to say something negative or someone says something positive about me. And I don't feel very respected by the upper management sometimes at work. And guess what? Some, one of the workers would come, Vince, you know, you're one of my favorite managers. And this is a guy that I don't work under me. He's, he has in the past, but so he has nothing to gain by saying nice things about me. He's like, you're awesome. I, you know, I, I wish, I wish I got to work for you again, and man, I wish you were the general manager or whatever. And in the temptation, the first thing I say a few times is like, well, I'd never get that. They don't appreciate me, you know? And, and that's me trying to move in that negative spirit of make me feel good for a moment, but it was junk. That, that destroys the moment. The moment I could say is thank you for saying that to me. Thank you for saying that to me. I don't have to say a negative thing defend myself, make myself look good to him. He already thinks I'm good. I don't have to defend that. So I, like I said, I have not arrived in joy. I have joy, but I have to pray for joy. And I have to pray for God to remind me to use it. It's already here. 
The fruit of the Spirit, if you are a follower of Jesus, all of that fruit of the Spirit is in you. Patience is in you. You don't have to pray for patience and be scared that bad things are going to fall on you, okay? Just a little help you out here. The same thing with joy. You don't have to pray hard for joy. Joy is there available. You just have to receive it, and then you got to learn to step out in it. I want to be like the apostles that it was neat in Acts 5. It just, they got beaten. They got beaten for Jesus, and they, uh, it said they rejoiced. They rejoiced. They rejoiced that they were found worthy. They had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace. How did I feel about suffering disgrace at my work? I say, Man, that's disgraceful. Shouldn't you defend me? Thanks for defending me. And boy, they're real bad to me. That's my disgrace. That's how I handled disgrace. That's not how they did handle disgrace. They said, thank you, God, for letting me suffer disgrace in your name. That's what I want to be when I grow up. And that's the hope for you. Sora points, joy is a sign of the kingdom. It's a It comes with the good news that God is for us and with us. And it empowers us to be overcomers. So our question is, is my joy complete? That's your question. And I know the answer to that. Mine's, I wish. (laughs) It's not. It's not. I have joy. It's not complete. I want it to be complete. But I got to be brave. I got to ask for it. And I got to ask for more prayers, God. And let someone pray for me. God, break in here and knock more of that junk off where I don't have to defend myself for scared of being disgraced at work. The next question, you know, how do I empower the enemy instead of letting joy empower me? How do I empower him? How do I help him fight my circumstances against me? And then, you know, the other thing we have to do is, you know, what is the script run in my head that, that does that? You know, God, for me, it's God, you know, why do I need to defend myself so much? I mean, some people see my value. God sees my value. My wife sees my value. So that's the, the, the deep down below the surface thing in me is, I'm, I need to know I'm valued by God to the point I don't have to defend myself and, and, and need that. So that's a prayer for me. So whatever, what's the prayer for you? You know, what is, the, that's the question. How could God break into your life right now with his kingdom? So we're going to go ahead and have prayer time. So if you're on the prayer team, please come up and start praying. whatever God has you to prepare. Remember, my thing at work, the reason why um, I even see that thing that I just talked about is because of that first prayer. When I got prayer where God broke in and I felt that joy, that started something. That was, that was impactful to my spirit. 
So you need that. We need that. We need a prayer to break in like that with power. So if you're struggling with something, come and get prayer and receive that power. That's the start of the change. Then you walk it out. You have to walk it out. It's not, it's not forever done, but you've got to get the prayer. We need help. We need to feel it. 